Welcome to the Spine Homeschooler Podcast. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week we are going to replay one of our early episodes. This was an interview we had with Cindy LaJoy with Blue Collar Homeschooling. We talked about how each child is different and how college may not be the only option. We hope you find it encouraging. But before we begin, I just want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Spine Homeschooler. You can check out a free demo of their new 4.0 version of the curriculum over on their website, teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, hi, hey, everybody. We're glad you're here. It's a beautiful spring evening in northern Indiana. I think it, it got close to 70. It might even hit 70 today. And uh, after a long, cold winter, it feels glorious, glorious. And uh, Ben's been working on a project. I think we mentioned last week that uh, that uh, he was going to m- remove a deck. And uh, Ben, why don't you give us a little update? How did the deck moving go? The moving part went, I think, better than I thought it would. We were done with the like the bulk of the wood by around lunch, and we started at seven, so it really was only like five hours. And then the pool, we were able to move over by like three or four in the afternoon. So total, we were done putting some of the poles in. You know, I don't know, like nine o'clock that night, but we had dinner in there and lunch and stuff, so it was pretty good. I mean. You know, now I have a gigantic, huge pile of wood in front of my garage, but, uh, you know, it's at least started. So we'll see if it gets completed this, you know, hopefully in the next month or so. But if you do ever have to do it, I would definitely recommend the more people, the better, because we had, I don't know, eight or nine people and it made the world a difference. So it went, you know, yeah. pretty smoothly. Your mom said it was like a Amish barn raising. <laughs> it felt like <laughs> and it. Just for, and just for those who don't know, I mean, uh, I, again, Ben had talked about building this little deck off the corner of his, the side of his house, and then his wife found a, uh, a, a deck that somebody wanted removed from their yard on Facebook Marketplace, and it is the size of Connecticut, um, and it's got a swimming pool, and, and at first they're like, no way, we're not going to, we don't need, and uh, it turned out to be a great deal, it was only a few years old, and it's an amazing, it's going to be an amazing thing. I know we're going to spend a lot of time there uh, hanging out this summer. Well, hey, okay, enough chit-chat. Um, we've got a special guest with us today, and and I'm just super excited about uh, Cindy LaJoy. Cindy, it's gla- I'm glad to have you with us today. Thank you. It's so nice to be with you. Well, um, and uh, just a little background on, on why we, we chose to interview you, um, and I don't want to get, steal any of your thunder yet, but... But uh, Cindy has started a website, and uh, I'm just fascinated by it. Uh, in fact, my wife, I think she stumbled across it, uh, I'd say six months ago, maybe even a little longer. And she mentioned it, and I mean, I probably spent, or, or there was probably about 30 seconds from the time she mentioned it until I had looked you up. <laughs> and I was really excited about uh, what you're doing. But before we get there, we'll keep everybody in suspense just for a second. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, number of kids, you know, uh, and you can even tell us you're in Chicago right now when normally you're not in Chicago. Yeah, I'm in Chicago right now. I'm talking to you from a hotel room. Um, my son is getting ready to have surgery at Shriners Hospital, which has been part of our life for about 10 years. Um, uh, my husband and I have been married almost 33 years. We live in Western Colorado, so that's where I would normally be speaking to you from. Um, uh, we have five children. All five kids are adopted internationally. Um, we have two that came home as infants. Um, they were 11 months old. And three that came home as older adoptees. They were Kenny, who is the one having surgery, who was eight and a half. And then my daughters, who were biological siblings, were 10 and almost 12. Mm. And 
we have been homeschooling since my daughters first came home. Um, that was the year we decided to homeschool for other reasons other than them coming home. So um, that right now our kids are, and I have to stop and think about this because <laughs> I have one turning 21 this week. Okay. Um, 21, 20, 19, 19, and 16. But because of the adoption and how, how far behind our kids were, um, we don't fit the mold in any way, shape, or form. And so I have a senior, um, or I have a, a graduate who graduated a year and a half ago, who is my middle child. And then I have two seniors this year, a junior and a sophomore. Mm -hmm. So, and none yeah. of them fit. So I'll have uh, three kids that are graduating around 20 or 20. Wow. So, but we literally year, they had to start from scratch when, um, when my three older adoptees came home. Right. Um, we really started from preschool. They didn't mm -hmm. have knowledge of what a post office does. They didn't know what banks were for. I mean, you know, community helpers, things like that. We really started from ground zero and had to move forward very quickly. So, um, so that's sort of my family. <laughs> so, you know, you kind of briefly talked about it, but can you go a little bit more in depth? You know, your homeschool journey, how did you get started and what did your homeschooling look like at the beginning? And kind of also, I think what kind of, you know, drove you to move towards homeschooling? Well, homeschooling, you know, you hear about the accidental homeschooler. That was us. That was, it was not intentional. It was on my radar because I had a few friends who homeschooled, but I, of course I was never one of those who could do that, right? We all think that when we start. Mm -hmm. um, really, it was desperation um, and not necessarily because of kids who were behind. My son, who has since graduated, was too far ahead for his class. And in third grade, we considered it. Had a great teacher in fourth grade. The public school the kids were in was good. Um, and then fifth grade came along and the gap just kept getting wider and wider. Um, he and and my youngest son both tested as gifted later on through the public school system. Um, and we just saw the writing on the wall. We were going to lose him. And he was too sharp, but we were starting to get the slouch and the slump and the attitude. And it was because he was just bored. And so we, uh, we decided to, to pull him and just give this homeschooling thing a shot for a year. And then probably put him back in middle school. And... Um, God sort of had other plans on that one, and they didn't really fit with mine. But you know, when you say yes, you end up being blessed. And um, we were it two months, three months later, we traveled to go get my daughters, and the whole family went. And then we ended up being gone for two months unexpectedly wow. to Kazakhstan. Um, we realized then that um, my my one son, the one who was having surgery, was really, really learning disabled, and it wasn't being caught. Um, it since has come to light that my daughters and my son all have fetal alcohol syndrome and mm. learning challenges are huge. A classroom would never, ever work for them. So honestly, right. homeschooling has been the biggest blessing ever. And I think we would have had an entire mess on our hands if we hadn't. And lo and behold, I loved it. I didn't anticipate <laughs> love with teaching and I didn't even know that I was sort of a teacher. So, um, so from something that, that really was incredibly scary because the first year, I was thrown into having one kid who was testing way above and two girls who came home with no English and no education whatsoever and a son who was 12 who couldn't read. And I mean, not read at all. And then I had my little guy coming up who had just finished first grade and that was what I took on as jumping into homeschooling. So I think I was an idiot, but... <laughs> Ignorance is bliss, isn't it? Oh, boy, I'll tell you, that's the truth. And in our case, it... I don't know if I was so ignorant. I think I knew what I was getting into, but you know, desperation, what do you do? So right. and here we are. And it really was the best thing ever for our family in ways that have nothing to do with academics. Not mm. to spring it on a whole, the set of questions that you weren't even paying, you know, thinking about, but 
Yeah, I, I was just talking to someone who we talked to Diane Kraft a few mm-hmm. uh, a couple months ago, and and I was just talking to someone, a friend of mine, and he said he was almost in tears listening to it, just because he's like, I didn't realize there was, you know, her philosophy towards special needs was so refreshing. You know, for you, what are some things that, you know, going through some of those, you know, more challenging, you know, different, I should say, you know, um, situations with the different kids. Is there any anything that you think would for someone who's in that situation now, that's kind of a key thing that you would suggest or that was very helpful for you? Um, man, that's a big one. It is a big one. Sorry. You know, honestly, being honest, don't pretend that it's better than it is. Mm. There's a real struggle, just own it and work with it. I think too often we try and jam kids who have true learning disabilities. And I think the homeschool population probably has a higher percentage of kids with disabilities than the norm in the school, or at least they're caught and working for. Um, But when we deny that our kid is struggling and when we deny that they need something different and we keep trying to pound them into the, I'm gonna say the college, college prep path, we're harming them. We don't get it, we're harming them and we're, we're eliminating possibilities for them that really suit who they are. And it's no crime to struggle. I have one of my daughters is, she's 19. She does math at a third grade level. Her, her learning disability really kicks in with math. Can't understand a timeline. Can't do anything beyond addition and subtraction. And certainly still needs pencil and paper for that. And we've done everything possible. And we use teaching textbooks too, by the way. And um, it just, it, that part of her brain isn't working and it's not going to work. And we've tried every remediation possible. So what do we do? Continue to make her feel lousy about herself because she can't do one thing? Or do we move on? And do we provide her with opportunities to grow in the ways that she can? And I think we keep wanting to pigeonhole these kids into everybody can do every subject the same way and to the same ability. And that's just, that's just wrongheaded. And I think that we do damage to our kids' spirits when we do that. And, and make them feel like they're less than, and they are not less than. Take what you got and work with it and run with it, because there's always a lot to work with, but there's not when we limit our thinking as the educator. And I think that's the, probably the best thing I can say is don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself in seeing more opportunities for your child because you think it ought to look a certain way, because you're really going to harm them. Well, you're you're just preaching, right? I mean, I I lo- I I'd let you just keep going, but I want people to know about what you do. So so you didn't just you know you you took this journey and then you started encouraging others, and now I have to I I, I got to tell them what you're about. Uh, you started the blue collar homeschool. Yeah. Tell us how why what led you to start that? Well, honestly, I had a whole list of favorites. And then there was Weebly, and I said, that's kind of cool. Let me see if I can learn how to build a website. And I did it, and you're not going to believe this, but it's the honest to goodness truth. I threw it up there after having played with it like one Sunday afternoon, and I forgot about it for three years. But <laughs> I had made the thing. It was just like somebody might be able to use these links to curricula that's for quote-unquote average kids, not college prep kids. And there's not a whole lot of talk about this. And then three years later, I get this um, this email from somebody who's and two people who must have talked about it in some group saying I stumbled on this website and I thought oh well that's this right and so um I went in and fixed links because three years later some of them were broken and then I thought well what the heck I'm gonna throw up a Facebook group and see if there's 10 or 12 of us that want to talk because I could use the support myself because we don't fit and 
And when you don't fit, you're alone in your homeschooling journey. And it's hard enough when you're, what, the 4% of American students right. that end up in, you know, homeschooling. It's hard enough. Well, then what if you're, like, quarter of a percent because your kid's not college-bound and you're not homeschooling for Harvard? Not because that's, that's not a bad goal, but because it's just not going to work for your family or your kid. And lo and behold, a year and less than a year and a half later, it's 5,800 people. Mm. And that has absolutely blown my mind. But what is amazing to me is that there are a lot of parents doing a really, really good job who feel like they're not. Mm-hmm. And that is heartbreaking to me because right. I've been there and I'm still there and I'm doing the absolute best I can for my kids. And I don't not push them. I don't want to demoralize them. If a child can't do something, they can't. You give it a shot. You keep trying. But there's a point where you realize, okay, this is not going to happen. It's not going to work. And, and, you know, part of what we were talking about earlier is that acceptance of that that's not less than, that's looking for more. So let's look in other areas. Let's be creative. Let's look at what the child can do. Um, there are a lot of us out there who are doing a, a great job under extraordinarily difficult circumstances without the support of 15 people on a team at a public school. Mm-hmm. And, and yet we all feel like we're losers. Mm. And we're not. And you know the tagline for Blue Collar Homeschool is a different kind of homeschooling excellence. And I'm sorry it is not excellent to push your kid towards a college curricula if they can't do it. But if they're meant to be a carpenter and you provide them with business math and you make sure that they've got geometry down well and that they're exposed to carpenters in the world and that they're getting real world experience, that's excellence. But the world doesn't always see things the way that that really it should be seen, I don't think. Well, and I agree, don't you think? I mean, because you you made a comment earlier, you said, um, you know, are, this is for the average kid who, because really the college-bound people, they're the average ones. Because, not because they're in the middle, not because, you know, they're lesser than or greater than, but they're just, that's just this group that's always been kind of, the school's based on average people, that yes. they do the average thing, the majority do these things. And sure. if you're on the top or the bottom, you know, there are just so many options. And even the statistics yes. say that, you know, 60% of people who start college don't finish. And most of those people who don't finish feel like failures. And maybe they would have been better off if somebody would have guided them down their own path. Well, you know, the truth is it's not about college being better or worse than. It's also about trade or tech not being better or worse than. It's all about being different. There are a million options out there that kids don't hear about. There are Tons and tons of careers and trades are begging for people to move into trades that provide really good income mm-hmm. that come with no debt and often pay you for your training as well as as then you get paid for learning on the job as well. And no one's steering kids towards right. these. And so now we end up having this this incredible dearth of people. We, we you know, trades are screaming for people, please, please come in and, try and check us out. But we've made kids feel like that's the loser path. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's not the loser path. Um, if you took the money that somebody would take for college, and I'm not anti-college, but you know there is a fact. If you took the money it takes for the average kid to go to college for four years, or five and a half, which is the average time it now takes to finish college. It's not four years anymore for the most part. If you took five and a half years worth of tuition and put it in the bank and went and got a trade, you'd be better off at the end of your life than you would have been by going to college and getting the debt and then finally going out and working. Yep. You know, it's, the finances now are beginning to speak very differently. <laughs> than they did 10 or 15 years ago. You can't just go to school now to to experience it. You need to really know what you're doing. And nobody is talking about, you know, if you if your kid was graduating at 18 and they said, I'm gonna go 
buy a car that's a $170,000 car. You'd look at them and say, are you nuts? <laughs> but no one does that when, it talks, right. when you're talking about foreign education. And, and we're really, really not thinking as clearly as we ought to about just debt itself and the financial That's aspect true. of college. For some kids, it's perfect. You know, we need our doctors and we need our lawyers, but we need our CNAs and we need our beauticians and we need our welders. Everybody seems to go to welder with trade, but you know, <laughs> we need, we need all those people. Plumbers those and doctors got to pay to build their house. Mm -hmm. And if we don't have somebody there, America stops if our trades aren't filled. America literally just stops. You know, we're not going to make it forever on tech. Someone needs to rebuild our roads. Someone needs to build our hospitals. Someone needs to be, you know, doing all of the things that suddenly there aren't people moving into those careers. Right. And they're the kind of that a kid could move into who isn't an academic superstar, but could be a superstar with a hammer. And that's not less than in any way. It's just what the, yeah, the culture says. Um, so when you, so obviously I think that is an incredibly important message. So when you started the blue collar Facebook group, was it, you know, more of the support? Was it supporting each other through that? What was kind of your, you know, here's what our goal of our group is to talk about. Well, the goal is, is, is sort of a two-pronged approach. It's to provide resources for people who, in a lot of um, a lot of online groups, parents only hear about kind of college prep material. Right. And, and it's not about like dubbed down material, but there are a lot of materials out there for struggling learners. There's a lot of materials out there for classes that aren't even normally offered to a college prep kid. Most kids aren't necessarily always taking personal finance because they got to get their four, 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 and four in, right? So they don't have room for classes like that. They aren't take, talking about consumer math classes. Mm -hmm. They're not talking about business math or necessarily accounting or the things that people need to go into business for themselves. And so, so one of it, one one purpose was to provide resources and ideas, and then thinking outside the box. So how do I educate my kid who isn't going to be working with a textbook and perhaps perhaps needs to learn from videos or from apprenticeships or from you know job shadowing? Um, it was to help set people come up with creative ideas and kind of like brainstorm things. And the second of all, it was to help these moms and dads realize you can do this in an excellent manner. It's, if your kid does not apply to college, it doesn't mean that you aren't called to do the very best job you can. And it's different. And it looks different. And this is what excellent looks like on this other path because no one's talking about it. And it was basically to try and encourage them to keep, keep your eye on the prize. Do the right thing. It, encourage your child to do the very best at whatever it is that they do. And then don't try to push them to be somebody they're not. And you're not a loser parent because your kid isn't applying to Harvard. I'm excited to tell you about the new 4.0 version of Teaching Textbooks. This new update has a ton of new features, including an interactive sketch mode so your child can work out the problem right within the program. It also includes the animations, audio, grade dating, search features, and stickers. And it still works on all the computers, tablets, and smartphones that have an internet browser. You can check out a trailer and a free demo over at teachingtextbooks.com. Well, um, well, Cindy, you know, how do you deal with the stigma? Just even saying, I mean, when you say the words blue collar, you know, I mean, there are some parents who just go, oh, I hope that never happens to my kids. You know, it's like, I hope they don't get leprosy. Um, you know, how do you how do you give dignity to our kids? Because that's really what I want for our children. That's really why homeschool, because in our homeschool, our kids don't have labels. They're just our kids. You know, and I want all our kids, once they graduate, to feel like they have succeeded, not only in their own eyes, 
because I think what our and our kids are okay, even if the world doesn't understand. But I want them to see that we think their parents, you know, are behind them 100 percent and not just disappointed. How do you how do you deal with that? You know, how do you take a mom who's like blue collar? That means I can't think of anything else for my child to do. You know, well, how do you, you know do what? that? In part, what blue collar homeschool does, um, we offer awards for kids, and a parent can send in and send a certificate, ask, request a certificate. We send a certificate free of charge. We crowdsourced and people have donated money to pay for paper and for shipping. Hmm. And we have awarded certificates for kids who have built barns, for kids who have learned to read really, really late, for kids who have, you know, run the tractor for the first time. Um, we are acknowledging and lifting up different things. The academic world lifts up because it's deserving of it and i think that um parents need to watch their language too because if parents express disappointment that their kid isn't academically oriented it rubs off on the kid and the kid is no matter what going to think i am somehow not enough so you know parents need to watch their language and a lot of it is because the the, the societal pressure on all of us yeah. the, the only yeah is that this is there's one path and that's the way to success so it's really hard to combat that even if a parent does respect blue-collar work um it, it's almost hard to shake off our culture because that's what's been around us and um those that parent or that grew up stay like in the 90s and the 2000s and are now homeschooling themselves that was the message they got themselves if they weren't homeschooled they got the message that you aren't anything unless you do this. So mm -hmm. um, it's a real challenge to shake the, the so-called stigma. And it's there. Um, it's only really been since I started Blue Collar. And I've actually run into other parents who are saying, look, my kid's doing some cool things. And it may not be out of the textbook, but it's really cool. Look what they can do. And that we're together, coming together as a community to celebrate and um, recognize the different kinds of intelligences that are out there that aren't recognized in the world. That has helped a lot, but honestly, I really struggled as well. Um, the expectation that your child is just automatically going to college and then the need to feel like you've got to keep up with the public school Joneses or you're not doing a good job and you're those homeschool weird people, you know, mm -hmm. um, almost, I think, pushes homeschoolers sometimes to feel like they have to do even more mm. or they're going to be seen as a failure. And and so that's that's kind of a tough little dynamic to deal with. We need to recognize that doing what's best for each individual kid is doing the best. That that may look really different from one child in the family to another child in the family. But I think that by, and Blue Collar may be doing a little bit of that, um, by creating a place where people can come and share and talk about and um, not be embarrassed if their child is not going to do Algebra 2. That's a big one for some reason. Right. Um, or Algebra 1. Or Algebra 1, even. Yeah, exactly. Um, that, that somehow that parent still feels lifted up and sees the other areas in which they're doing a great job and that math, you may be doing a good job, but if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. We cannot pretend that every human being is academically oriented and that we're all the same. It's not about better than or worse than. It's about difference. Mm -hmm. And we need, we need those differences. So we better start paying attention and celebrating that each one of us is a little different. It's not about failure. It's about mm. difference. But um, the stigma is a tough one to shake. And I think there's already enough of the stigma there for some homeschooling parents, depending upon the circles they run into, the family support or lack thereof. 
that they're doing this weird thing. And of course your kid's going to fail because how can you think you can teach that stuff? Right. See, we told you. Instead of recognizing maybe that kid would have been far worse off in public school and they're much further down the road than right. they would have been because supported in the way they need to be and it would always have looked different. Because, I mean, do you feel like, I don't know, I just feel like college is really more of a, it's a status symbol, right? For the parent almost in a lot of cases. I mean, cause like, I know the reason I went to, I mean, I didn't go to college. I did it through, which is now it's called something else, but it was college plus at the time. So mm -hmm. it was very inexpensive, but, um, I honestly, I would say 75% of the reason I did it was because I knew my personality. I was going to be like, you know, and I know that's why. And I, I'm, I think it's a stupid reason to do it, but now, you know, but at the time I was like, honestly, I'm going to feel less than because of this stigma. And I mean, cause I always was like, isn't the purpose of school and training your kids to help them be able to survive and live on their own and grow and have a family and you know, all of that isn't then what, regardless of what job they end up doing, isn't that, shouldn't that be the job well done versus you went to college and you got your degree, but that seems like to be a more of an achievement thing for the parents than my child is supporting themselves on their own in, in uh, HVAC or construction or whatever else. It really is about values and what we, what we hold as worthwhile. And that's about the parent. That's not about the child. The parent sends the message to the kid. Our culture does as well. Mm -hmm. But I think the parent probably... Um, probably struggling more with that in some ways. Um, and then if you have a child like... For example, like we had who did test gifted, who everybody looks at and goes, oh, that's a college bound kid, right. man. Um, our son, Matt, uh, he's a pilot at 19. He's been in Civil Air Patrol all the way through and he elected not to go to college. We had a lot of negative comments made about yeah. that and our support for his decision. He has chosen to use um, open courseware to pursue the equivalent of a computer science bachelor's degree. Um, he's doing it on his own. He's doing schoolwork eight, ten hours a day. He's working incredibly hard. Um, he wants to to do web design, and nice. he's and he's really headed on the path. And it's costing him nothing or a hundred dollars right. a course if he wants a certificate. But that doesn't look the same to everybody else. We value that, and we have sent him the message: you go for it. That's what you want to do. Then we support it a hundred percent, and we will support it as if that is your college path. But other people won't see it the same way. Yeah. And you sort of, you have to just sort of shake off the world, you know. Mm -hmm. um, when, when you, and I'm going to go to the faith thing for a second here. Jesus flipped everything. You know, everything that, when you read the Beatitudes, it's all flipped. Everything that you think is one way is another. And what's valued isn't necessarily always what's right. And I think as homeschooling families, and if you happen to be a homeschooling family of faith, which not everybody is, but we are, you've got to recognize the value of being flipped. Because even when the world looks at it and doesn't hold it in high esteem, that may just be when you're yeah. doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Not always, but pretty often it, when the world looks at something with disdain, I kind of think, okay, maybe I'm on the right direction. And maybe that's a little twisted thinking, but... Um, when, I think where it really comes into the challenge is when you have a kid who probably could do college and maybe if they had a career aspiration that desired it, should be heading there. Because I don't think that there's any, there's nothing inherently wrong right, with college. Right, right. It's what's, what's inherently wrong is with denying who a child is and expecting that every kid should go to college. Every child who has the capacity should have the ability and the desire 
if they have the ability to desire to go to college, they should have the opportunity. They should. And even there, though, there are there are so many even better options sure in are. the world we live in because it's not just about how big your brains are if you're going to yeah. go to college. It might be like you said, or my son said, you know, I didn't want a lot of debt. I, you know, maybe I don't want to get all the other crud that comes along with it. Yes. There are a lot of other options um, that are not alternatives. Yeah. They're options. There's so many myths yeah. about it all, too. I feel like that, you know, like in your son's case, web development, you know, almost every per- I work in a web development company and almost every person there, they did get a degree through co- you know, college, but. We would have hired any of them regardless of it because they almost learned zero in, in regards to the actual on-the-job prep because oftentimes professors are behind the times when it comes to website development. And if I found someone who was like, I've worked on webs, websites for six years, I'd be like, you are so much more worthwhile than someone who's in college. Because I think there's this huge myth that college you go into college, you come out prepared 100% for your job description and you'll just know it all. And it's like, I do not know anyone who's really been like, I showed up on the job and I knew how to do it all because of school and it's like no they train you and then you do it every day and then you learn and obviously some of the things like a doctor you know you don't just usually pick that up on your own you know but you know there's a lot of those kind of degrees yeah exactly (laughs) but a lot of those degrees aren't that way but there's a degree for it and so people assume that's how you're best prepped for something versus actually on the job experience or shadowing someone much about other alternatives to gaining job experience and, you know, and career knowledge and heading in the right path because, you know, we have almost been trained Pavlovian style to you, you go to school, you get the degree, you go out, you do something. And a lot of times anymore because of, of the hardcore academics, you get a kid who graduates college at 22 or 23, they've never mm-hmm. held a job. Yep. They don't even know what it is to work for a living. They have no idea, like the basic soft skills that it takes to be a good employee they're clueless and it's not their fault they've they've invested 100 percent of themselves into what they have been told gets them ahead and then they get out and maybe they have some basic knowledge like you talked about from you know a career path uh, and or a degree path and but then they come out no one talks about the fact that but they aren't like employer ready they don't know how to even show up on time for work they don't understand how to work with co-workers (laughs) there's a learn from our jobs you know that if you're starting at 23 you're sort of behind the eight ball in some ways yeah. Well, Cindy, we're, we may have to do another show because I could see this going in, 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 a, in a, a further direction, uh, and I'm right there with you. Well, I know some of the moms listening, they're going to want to get a hold of you. Um, what's the best way to get a hold of you and the, uh, you know, the Blue Collar Homeschool? Well, on Facebook, you can just look for Blue Collar Homeschool, um, and you'll find us. Um, we also have our website, www.bluecollarhomeschool.com, and you can find us there. Also, a link to our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just, we're just getting started. I mean, you know, I have no idea where things might go, but it's really clear that a lot of us need to be encouraged mm-hmm. and, and that we deserve to be, we're doing a good job and our kids need something different. So I hope that you do reach out to, to find us. It's pretty easy. Blue collar homeschool in either place. And, um, and we'd love to have you and, and be there for you through your homeschooling journey. I have a real well, quick question for, before oh, go ahead. Real quick question here from Mia. She said, do you have any resources for internships or job shadowing suggestions of how to do that? Was that something if they went to the group, asked people on the website? We have an incredible resourceful group. Um, I have uh, uh, many, many links to various curricula, some that some people don't even think of as curricula that's available from um, elementary all the way through high school, as well as 
Sun Links that are for, you know, post high school. We're working on developing that piece at some, um, this took off in the Facebook group and in ways that I hadn't expected. And I'm spending a ton of time online with people. Um, and so we're adding resources to the website as they come up and pop up mm -hmm. in the Facebook group. But you can drop a question there. And I guarantee you within about 30 minutes, you're going to have 18 or 20 responses from people who have done what you're hoping to do mm -hmm. or who have another family member that they know has done it. They're the the group is the greatest resource I've ever found for sort of outside the box thinking. And even if they've never done it, these people, these parents think differently. And they're a great resource to ask, I would like to do this with my kid. What, what, what should I teach now? And how can I get him to where he wants to be? I guarantee you, you're going to have ideas you never thought of before. And mm. that has been fascinating to me. We have some really creative parents. Well, that's awesome. Again, Cindy, thanks for joining us. Um, and mom, thanks for listening this this evening or whenever you're listening to it. You know, the thing I like about this, it's not just about making mom smile. It makes kids smile, and that makes us smile. So have a great weekend. Um, maybe check out the Blue Collar Homeschool, and make sure you keep smiling. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully you were encouraged by this episode. If you would like more from The Smiling Homeschooler, sign up for our weekly email over on our website, thesmilinghomeschooler.com. Also, we want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring Smiling Homeschooler. The newest version of their curriculum includes a ton of new features, including animations, grade dating, search features, and interactive sketch mode. For a free demo, go to teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.